All right, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, thank you all for coming to our monthly webinar series. Uh, today, we're gonna be talking about actionable strategies to capture more 340B claims and increase profitability. Uh, my name is Dan Dimitri. I'm the CEO of PharmaForce and with me is our chief product officer, the great, magnificent and amazing uh, Anthony Velasquez. Um, we, we, we've gained a lot of insight over the years uh, from, from used to managing 340B programs for covered entities to now the last six years since we've taken the step of uh, starting our own 340B third-party administrator and having, you know, we're almost in every state and having hundreds of customers. We've gained a new level of insight and opportunities in the 340B program from compliance to capture, you know, financial capture. And trying to stay true to our mission of why we started make our own 340B TPA to begin with to, to improve the 340B experience to our peers and colleagues. Um, we wanted to give back to this community with some of the insights we've gained um, uh, over the years. So with that said, um, we've got 30 minutes of content here. If you could stay longer after 30 minutes, we're gonna open up the floor to just Q&A. We're actually gonna, uh, as a change this time, we're gonna also open up the mics so, so we could have actual dialogue but feel free to ask questions in the in the um the the message the webinar message poll or the chat we'll also look at those questions there and answer them at the end of 30 minutes uh, so with that said i pass the ball over to my friend my partner uh the great anthony Velasquez. all right dan thank you so much for that uh presentation i gotta get live up to it now <laughs> um all right, so so again, thank you all for um, for joining um, our monthly webinar series. This is, I believe, it's been our third or fourth that we have done on different 340B topics. Um, we have a lot of content for you in a short period of time. So let's go ahead and get right into uh, the information. So um, I'm gonna try to go over uh, several different pieces of information and I'm going to do that um, briefly. I'm not gonna go into any one of these topics and in, in any uh, amount of, of significant debt, but it will be enough that hopefully you'll be able to go back to your Kubernetes and, and implement some of these strategies or, or look at some of these, these things uh, immediately and hopefully find value. So today's agenda, we're gonna talk about some goals. We're gonna talk about pharmacy network expansion, clinic and specialty service expansions, qualification logic, data accuracy, manual work, uh, manual review workflow, referral capture, monitor, manufacturer blocks. And as Dan said, we're gonna, we're gonna have a little Q&A session at the end. Um, so our goals have always been to inform to inspire ideas and to provide value. We're huge on being a value provider just to the 340B community in general. Uh, 340B is such a complex program, such a difficult program um, to follow um, that we just wanna share everything that we have learned and give back and share with, uh, with everyone uh, in that's part of the overall 340B community um, and hopefully help you manage your program a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I always like to say, if you are a beginner uh, or a newbie in the 340B space, like I was back in 2011, um, this would be a great presentation. I will cover the basics. If you are a veteran and you are involved in some more advanced strategies and, and dealing with different, you know, different things in 340B, um, maybe you're going through a TPA transition or, or you know, all the other, um, all the other things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis of the program, this will hopefully be a 
hey, don't forget, don't forget to do the basics of 340B to make sure that you covered all the areas where you could have leakage of prescriptions um, not, not being captured. So let's get right into it. So <clears throat> number one um, uh, strategy that I want to share about today is to not forget about pharmacy network expansion. It's very easy, it's very easy to be involved in the day-to-day the, the fires of the day of your 340B program. But don't forget to always look at your data periodically. I will say twice, maybe even, twice a year, maybe even quarterly, review your e-prescription data. Um, try to pull that e-prescription data that has the pharmacies that your providers are e-prescribing to so that you can see where the volume um, of those pharmacies, um, or where, where the volume of your prescriptions are going and see if those pharmacies are part of your current contract pharmacy network. So whether that is for a CVS uh, uh, contract or a Walgreens contract or even an independent pharmacy contract or even specialty, you want to always look at where your prescriptions are going. This should be a normal part of your data review and data analysis is to see where are we e-prescribing and sending our prescriptions. Um, I encourage you, those of you that have health systems with multiple electronic medical records, maybe it's really difficult to pull e-prescription data, work directly with your clinics. If you have hospital-based clinics and you, if you have specialty clinics, meet with them and ask them, where are we sending prescriptions? Where are our uh, patients going to, to get their prescriptions? And that will give you some insight into where you might have volume being prescribed that you're not currently capturing or are part of, of any of your TPA uh, agreements or arrangements. Um, <clears throat> another really important resource is um, uh, your TPA usually has a pharmacy resource available. This is someone that might be dedicated to just pharmacy network development, someone that will reach out to you uh, someone that could take your provider list and send it out to, uh, uh, you know, uh, pharmacy partners, whether they are gateways or even working with independents and things like that, and try to find new opportunities for you, new pharmacy opportunities. Again, I, I think this is such a critical part of such a, I wouldn't even say it's a, it should be a basic part of your uh, uh, 340B program operations, just to make sure that you are um, building a network where the volume is already going. Um, and again, work with your TPA, reach out to your TPA and, and make sure that this is something that is being done with your provider list or maybe provide them with your provider list and see, you know, make sure that your network is covering all the different areas where you're sending prescriptions. The other thing that I want to know is consider specialty arrangements and home infusion and home delivery uh, strategy is now something that's 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 big in the market as well of finding where um, where patients are going that they could be better served by a home delivery strategy. The last thing I want to note on this is not every relationship is a good relationship. I say this all the time. Uh, I've been in many 340B programs where the uh, contract pharmacy relationship is number one, not profitable. Once you take into account all of your TPA fees, when you take into account your dispensing fees, et cetera, that relationship might not be profitable. So definitely do your, do your homework, 
and, and make sure that that relationship is profitable and review your current network uh, for profitability to make sure that your current pharmacies are being are profiting your program and not costing you in fees. All right, so let's move on to the second one. This is this is something that's a little bit more advanced, but if you are part of a, usually this is this happens at larger health system, but it may happen if you have a small uh, a small hospital that maybe has a you know provider contracts and things like that with a specialty um, specialty pharmacy services, but make sure that you're reviewing that all of the clinics associated with your health system that those clinics are 340B eligible. And if they are not, find ways, uh, work with your uh, hospital leadership or your team to figure out how those can be made hospital-based, how those can be added to the cost report, how those can become part of your hospital. Um, this is something that I have worked on extensively in the past, working on the 340B side. It's an excellent way to increase your 340B program um, even tenfold in some cases, depending on how the hospital is is structured. It is very difficult. It is time consuming. It is it does require a lot of expertise and many different levels, but it can be done and it can really increase your 340B program significantly. Another thing that I'd like to say is, you know, um, when you're meeting with your 340B committee, make sure that that um, your finance leadership knows that 340B, it's an important uh, part to consider when the leadership is considered maybe acquiring a clinic or acquiring an infusion center or acquiring another facility that 340B plays a role in, in making those decisions that the leadership might not be aware of that could help uh, sway that decision in one way or another. So again, this is a really, a really, really great way to um increase your 340b program and your profitability especially when you're dealing with specialty prescriptions but also even if you have a primary care uh, uh provider uh provider clinic all right so moving on another one this is this is one that i think is the most basic uh uh sort of function that you should be doing in your 340B program to make sure that you are maximizing your value. And this is one that I think a lot of a lot of covered entities miss because it can be difficult to know how to do this, but you have to review your qualification logic. You have to make sure that the TPA partner that you're working with really me meshes well and works well with your workflow and the data that you can pull. Um, you know, I highly recommend an e-prescription setup, for example, but really knowing, you know, can your TPA support an e-prescription setup? If yes, how does it work? Um, provider types, does your TPA support multiple provider types or is there single provider types? Looking at your look back periods, I think that's one that looking at your look back periods periodically, maybe even quarterly, just to make sure that you're adjusting for your risk. So if you have a really big look back period and in your audits you're finding a lot of things that are being captured that shouldn't be then looking at adjusting that or vice versa if you find that you have a look back period of zero days and you find that man maybe if i made it about 10 days i could increase my capture rate by a little bit and maybe have your tpa do some analysis on those scenarios for you that could be one way that you could immediately find more prescriptions to be captured in your program 
Um, there's other there's other uh, there's other things where a TPA partner is so important um, because there's logics and and features in place that are um, often very difficult for the TPA for the CE to know how the TPA works. Um, there's things like name mismatching. Can your TPA handle situations where the name of a patient is entered as hyphenated in the pharmacy? but it is not hyphenated in the electronic medical record. How does your TPA handle that situation? Um, that, that's, that's, that's something that you should know uh, right away and you should know how your TPA works in that situation. Um, does your TPA have reprocessing? Or are your non-capture claims being reprocessed every so often to ensure that they were given a chance to capture, for example? Can, does your TPA reprocess claims uh, periodically, whether daily or, or every week, um, um, and different, you know, and just on different intervals to allow for data to be caught up and, and, and things like that, where you may or may not have an automated, an automatic process for sending your data to your TPA. So again, this is one where, um, you know, ultimate, ultimately, what we see a lot is covered entities considering uh, different TPA partners, just going out there and seeing what are the options that I have that best fit with my covered entity. If you have a great TPA that fits well with your covered entity, that is that is great. That's huge um, to have a, a partnership like that. Uh, but if you feel that there could be uh, opportunities in your program to improve, definitely talk to other TPAs in the market to see uh, where there might be a better fit and a better partnership for you. All right, moving on to the next one. And this is this one, this one is huge. Um, data accuracy and data monitoring is probably the number one reason for a lot of um, covered entities having really low capture rates. Um, your program is only as good as your data. So as I have here, good data equals good results. If your data is not good, if your data is missing locations, if your data is sending you know, the wrong locations, if, um, if your data is missing required fields by your TPA and you don't even know it and those, those, that information is being dropped, that could be the reason why your capture rates are really low in a certain, at a certain pharmacy or for your program overall. Um, if you have multiple electronic health records, um, that's another one that I've seen commonly where a uh, hospital would have an electronic medical record for the hospital, an electronic medical record for the clinics, and those data feeds are not either uh, sent in one data uh, transmission file or, or both are not sent. Um, so I would encourage you, if there's anything that you would take away from this presentation, is audit your data. Um, understand how your data fits with your TPA. As I have here, not only automate, but validate that your data is being sent over accurately to your TPA. You will find so much good nuggets of information when you look at your data, see what you're, um, what you're sending, especially those 340B coordinators and managers who are just coming into a 340B position of a program that was already established. This, this is a must-do in sort of the first week as you're reviewing where the state of the program is, is to review the data, make sure that it's accurate, make sure that you're pulling the data correctly and that it's, it's automated, and also make sure that you're monitoring that that data is going over to your TPA 
regularly on a daily basis um, to make and even I would even add look at the timing of transmission some TPAs the the processing of the claims might happen um, before that data file is received from your covered entity so even if you get more into the weeds of, of looking at the data is looking at timing asking your TPA when do you process your claims um, because we're sending our uh, e-prescription file or encounter files in the middle of the day does that mean that you have a two-day delay for using that data to process my prescriptions those type of things are good for you to know uh, to know how to better increase your capture rate and perhaps even capture prescriptions much quickly all right great um and ultimately last thing i'll say is use multiple qualification strategies you know not there's there isn't one strategy that fits all covered entities you might be a small organization that has all fully employed providers or you might be a really large organization that has a high number of e-prescribing, -prescri e um, but then you also have some providers that are still prescribing on pads or things like that, or they're not using the EMR. So you wanna try to use multiple qualification strategies. All right, another one, it's a manual review workflow. You want to have, as part of your of your day-to-day -day process of 340B, uh, program management is that you're reviewing your non-capture claims. So highly recommend implement a process. You will be surprised of, of the reasons. These are some of the reasons that that um, we recommend that you check for. Again, th this, this all varies on the TPA and your setup and what data you're providing. But in general, you wanna find prescriptions that are your patients, but they're not matching because of the visit or because of the, the provider or a catalog or a mismatch or location. Um, there's so many different reasons, but you wanna look at that. You wanna make sure that you have a process in place where you're reviewing those prescriptions. This can be a, a time consuming process, but we think it's critical to ensure that everything is working properly. This, this will give you a lot of insight into your program where you will immediately be able to see why a certain prescription is not capturing and get that reason. And maybe that's something you can fix with automation. Maybe it's something that you have to add as part of your, your weekly checklist or monthly checklist, but it is uh, something really key to ensuring that you are maximizing your, um, your value. So it's a very simple thing to do. Although it's time consuming, it is, it, it, it's something that can be done. Make sure that your TPA can give you these prescriptions that are non-captured you know if you have to ask them for it or download it from their portal and make sure that you're laying eyes on these and, and and matching them up to your emr to see why they truly were not captured all right next let's talk about one of the top i would say this this comes up all the time in 340b now that was not the case a couple of years ago but it certainly is the case today you must have a referral capture process in 2022. It is a must have. If not, you are leaving tons of opportunity on the table. Um, and this is something that you can implement. Whether you get a consulting company to help you with this, your TPA, TPAs are offering this service now. Um, this is something that you must have. Have a policy that reflects the process. You want to you want to target specialty medication specifically any high dollar 
medications, you definitely want to target. You want to even find relationships. So going back to my first slide where I talked about pharmacy network development and talked about having um, specialty pharmacy relationships, you want to look at how you can implement a specialty pharmacy relationship where you might have your patients going to a specialist they're getting that prescription filled at an accredo specialty pharmacy because they're mandated by the insurance or or you know or, or whatever the case is but the patient is going to that specialty pharmacy you want to have that um relationship be part of your contract pharmacy network so that then you get an opportunity to review these claims for a referral opportunity um just in case we have some someone that's very new to 340b the basics is that you are able to consider a 340B, uh, a prescription 340B eligible if you are able to show responsibility of care for that patient, that you refer that patient out, um, that notes came back in from the provider that treated that patient. I know people vary on that definition, but that's a basic definition of, of a referral capture that there was a referral documented. Um, some covered entities, uh, require the progress note back, some don't, some have a health system where there's a shared EMR. So there's different scenarios, um, but, but at its basic, uh, these are prescriptions that are not necessarily written by providers employed by your covered entity, um, but are prescriptions prescribed to your patients for whom you are responsible for their care. So this is, again, another huge, huge opportunity that if you don't have this process in place right now, you would be surprised as to how much 340B opportunity is currently being left on the table um, because of this. All right. And next, we have the manufacturer block. So this is, again, probably the, the, the hottest topic in 340B. This is on everyone's mind. Um, quick background, there are now, I believe the number is 18 manufacturers. I could be wrong, please don't hold me to that, but uh, there, I believe there's 18 manufacturers at this point that have all said they are restricting 340B pricing at contract pharmacies in some way. Um, some are doing it in ways that um, are limiting you to one contract pharmacy relationship, um, some are doing it in ways where they're only providing 340B pricing at your in-house pharmacy, um, if you have an entity-owned in-house pharmacy. Some are even doing it in ways where they are setting a mile limit where your contract pharmacy has to be within a certain, uh, you know, certain, certain mileage from your covered entity, for example. Um, and when that when that pharmacy if that pharmacy is under that that mile restriction uh whether it's i, I believe it's 50 miles is the one that that or 40 miles is one what one of the manufacturer has um then the 340b pricing will be offered at that one so it's all over the place there's different uh criterias for the manufacturer block situation so you definitely want to educate yourself on what those are the reason why this is a strategy to increase your capture rate is because although you were capturing all these prescriptions before and now they have been blocked uh, some entities have lost in the in the millions of dollars of 340b opportunities um, because of this situation 
Um, so you want to be um, aware of this. You want to know what's going on with this, um, so that you can you can be able to uh, recover some of that savings. So this is more of a way of recovering 340B savings um, of of losses related to uh, NDCs that are no longer available. And the reason why I added this to my presentation is because there are some entities that are choosing to submit the data to the 340B ESP portal where manufacturers are asking for capture claims data uh, in order for them to prevent duplicate discounts uh, through the back end and, and through other through other ways. Um, but we do want to say that um, our stance as our stance is that we, support covered entities in doing whichever whichever you know whatever they think is best for their program if covered entities do not want to submit this data uh, i'm certainly not saying you have to uh, so i want to make that clear um, if you are waiting on the legal uh implications and results and things like that to come out great but there are some entities that are choosing to submit the data uh, to 340b esp and to um, obtain the 340b pricing on their contract pharmacy network and we have seen some entities that are recovering hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, from all the prescriptions that were previously blocked and uh, are now they are trying to get those replenished at a 340B pricing. So this is another, this is another uh, part of your program or aspect of your program that you want to make sure you know what's going on and how you're handling it to make sure that it's it's not causing more um, savings loss than it, than it should um, in in your program. So um, I hope that I hope that that helped. Uh, again, our our goal is to provide. We want to be respectful of your time, so we make these thirty minutes. But we want to give you a ton of value. We want to give you a ton of information that we hope it's it's helpful without the fluff, but just real. Um, uh, knowledge of 340B and how the 340B program works and how you can um, you can have strategies and, and ways to uh, make your day-to-day -day operations better. So again, thank you so much. I hope that you guys found the information valuable. And uh, Dan, I'll, I'll turn it over to you to open up the Q&A. Yeah, so, so thank you all. Um, so we're, we're going to leave this for Q&A. Uh, we're unblocking the uh, the uh, you know, allowing people to talk if they want. Anthony's going to start reading the Q&A questions and the chat questions now and start responding to them. So if you can stay longer and want to hear the, these uh, uh, these answers to your questions, or if you want to talk directly to us, uh, we are going to stay on. Uh, if you do have to drop, there's a number of ways you could contact us, and we're happy to follow up with you and, and talk to you in, in, in private if, 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 if that works out better for you. Our contact information is here on the screen. Um, so with that, I'll pass it over to you, Anthony, and you can start answering the first set of questions that you were able to see that, that were logged in.